Welcome back, you guys. Welcome Episode back. Episode 30. <laughs> the big I can't even believe it. I know. We've done more episodes than um, you've been alive. Yeah, yeah. I guess like if we did an episode a year, like we've done more. <laughs> <laughs> True. But you know what I mean, right? Yeah, no, no. I, I'm with you. <sighs> we celebrate your 29th this year, though. I know it's crazy. I'm getting old. You guys, last night I had two glasses of wine, woke up, did some yoga and in down dog, I was like, I feel dizzy. And I'm like, wow, I'm old now. This is how my life is. I had a casual evening. Casual evening. Casual evening. Couldn't keep it together. (laughs) What did you do last night? Um, Sarah and I got together and had dinner and watched an episode of the bachelorette. Oh, nice. I don't watch that. Sorry, everyone. That's okay. Matt James was in my Pilates class on Wednesday. He was the last bachelor. What? Yep. Yeah. Matt James was here in Denver, everybody. He was in my Pilates class, two reformers down from me struggling with the rest of us, normal people. <laughs> um, let me please tell you that I love when I see men at transform because they are shaking more than the women. And I'm like, huh, you guys want to fucking make fun of Pilates. Yeah. I mean, men that make fun of Pilates, obviously you don't understand what it is. So yeah. um, shit is hard. Shit is hard. Mm-hmm. But anyway, Aloe, do you want to tell the listeners what we're going to be talking about today? Oh dear. I don't even know. So Punch and I, you know how we always like to just do us for every 10 episodes. And last time we covered a book and everyone really loved that. So we both have read The Surrender Experiment by Michael Singer. I read it a few years ago, so I'm not as probably knowledgeable as to what happened or, or be able to recall as much. I mean, I'm, I'm, I probably could actually, because it's pretty unforgettable and punch just finished it. So I think it's kind of cool to hear both of our perspectives. It's part of the reason I moved to Colorado. What do you think? I was beyond moved by some of the lessons in this book. And I was like, Oh my God, it's not just me. And I'm not crazy. (laughs) Or maybe I am. I don't know. It acknowledges that you can still live a life that has like Buddhist principles to it that allows you to have inner self work and reflection to grow, but still live with society and go with the flow of things. I don't think I'm saying that very well. I mean, that is what the book talks about, but I don't think it's making the point I want to make as well as I was hoping it would come out of my mouth. I'm trying to surrender you guys to like the flow just coming out of my mouth, like Michael Singer talks about. I mean, basically for anyone who doesn't know the book, I'm just going to jump in. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. I'm going to help page out for anyone who doesn't know the book. It's about this guy, Michael Singer. Um, It's a true story. He basically... I feel like I remember him like waking up one day and he just like hated everything he was doing. Right. He was an economics major. Yes. And he started to, he was having a conversation one day and noticed the inner voice in his mind talking at the same time that he was having this conversation. And instead of listening to it for the first time, he stood back and observed the fact that the voice was even in there. And then Mm. that developed into a whole path of 
trying to quiet this voice in the mind. And if anybody's like, what is that voice? Well, if you're sitting there thinking, what is that voice? That's the voice. That's it. The one that's questioning what the fuck I'm talking about, or that's like, oh my God, mm-hmm. I know exactly what you, if you're talking in your mind and not out your mouth, that's the voice. <laughs> that's the voice mm-hmm. we're talking about. So yep. he decided to commit himself to trying to quiet that voice, which led him into all different types of meditation and yoga. And then basically sort of giving into what he calls his surrender experiment, which is where the book gets its title, which is not listening to the voice in your mind at all to the best of your abilities and surrendering to the circumstances that life brings into you, into your path. Which is so timely for me right now. I knew. Hey, yeah, same girl. This so you guys know a better time. Yeah, we, we'll recap, fill you up on our lives. Let's keep talking about the book and then because it'll naturally come up, I'm sure. Sure. Um, anyway, the whole premise of this book is this man's journey into almost what some people consider like more nomadic and monk-like lifestyle mm-hmm. and then accepting the flow of life that the universe leads into his path or God or whatever your term is for that source power. And there's all these amazing things that end up happening to him, but he ends up the owner of like a fortune 500 company and making tons and tons of money, but like, doesn't live that way. Um, But it was nothing he could have ever foreseen for himself. It's nothing he would have ever picked for himself. Um, and it's just a very interesting story. At some points I was like, we're really hitting home that you never could have expected what was going to happen next. (laughs) And I was like, okay, I get it. We're making the same point over and over and over again, but it really is kind of incredible. The things that happen. So, um, there was no eye rolling, just some like, okay, you don't need to say that again. I get the point. (laughs) We're still, we're still in amazement of the promise of life. I know. I know. So I've been implementing the say yes, or at least thinking about it, you know, like you can't always, he never said no, like ever. But at the same time, sometimes I feel like I have to say no, but for the most part, I mean, you guys have been with us on this journey. So, you know, that I've been saying over and over again, I'm here being present. I'm working on being present. That's my mantra for the year. And not thinking about the future and all of this stuff, which kind of goes in hand in hand in hand. Like you just have to kind of say yes as opportunities arise. Um, kind of like if you think about it in terms of this year, like Don Juan coming back into my life and asking me to be friends, I say yes, let's do it. We become friends, we do all these things. Um, leads to us dating, which is crazy. Uh, we meet Madison. We have, well, you know, Madison, but she comes on the podcast. I meet Madison. She's talking about investing in yourself and buying a house. And I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm just going to do it. Like, I'm just going to do the process and see what comes up, see what I can afford, see what happens. And now I own a condo, which is also, I said yes to deep popcorning ceilings with Don Juan. And now (laughs) I'm fucked. (laughs) Um, Just in just an FYI to anyone deciding to deep popcorn ceilings, please get it tested for asbestos. Please make sure you don't need a permit to remove said popcorn. So the city doesn't shut you down and charge you a lot of fucking money 
to remediate the issue. I mean, to be fair, who doesn't hate a popcorn ceiling? I know. Like, what the, I don't, I don't know. But basically what I'm saying is, even though I said yes to that and it led to this disaster, there has been sunshine through it. And, you know, Don Juan has just been like, his name is Tyler, whatever. He's like, we're just being tested. Like we have to just keep the faith, all this stuff. And as much as I want to like punch him in the face, like he's so fucking right. And this whole time, like we just kept the faith and like prayed and, you know, decided that we weren't going to let this like destroy our mood and everything. And the other day, some reprieve came through. So I feel like just surrendering and going with what's happening and going with the flow is the hardest thing to do sometimes, but it's the most necessary thing to do. And I think that he says that perfectly in the book when he, yes, he becomes a multimillionaire, billionaire doing, you know, becoming the CEO of, I forget what the company is, some computer company. It's like medical manager. It was like WebMD back in the day before WebMD like is what it is now. Correct. But he didn't start there, but and it merged. It was like a whole thing. Anyway, that's irrelevant. Point is, go ahead. (laughs) I don't want to tell everyone like everything they should read it. But um, my whole point is that at some point he falls, his empire falls. He goes through legal issues, loses all this money and uh, has to restart over. But like at the same time, like, so it's kind of like the same comparison. I said yes to something and it led to something terrible. Um, It will always lead to something better. And it's hard to see that when you're in it, but it will always lead to something better. Right. And I think the message of the book in many ways is, okay, when these things come up, we see them as problems and as obstacles. And we try to fight these obstacles that come in our path because we decide that they're not supposed to be here. But there's a larger journey for us that is out of our control. And you don't know what's going to come out of those obstacles. And maybe you're supposed to fall or maybe you won't actually fall and you have to trust that that is the truth. And so like for my life, as many of my peers know, um, but for some of you listeners who are um, team aloe, (laughs) for those of you that are team aloe, um, probably don't know as much about what's going on in my life because I haven't shared much, but Unfortunately, about a month ago, my relationship with Ted officially came to its final closing chapter. And I say, unfortunately, out of respect for our relationship, but it really is a blessing for me and my future as well as his, I'm sure. And also because we have companies together that was becoming stressful. And I had been talking with lawyers and things like that to figure out whether or not I needed to make a shift from that company anyway. And then I ended up being let go from that a couple weeks ago, which you may be saying, wait, but you own the company. Yes, but I was also employed by the company. So though I have some ownership in it still, I don't have like a salary from them anymore. And I don't work in the day-to-day. I'll just get updates like anybody else that has stock if the company gets that far. So um, that has been a massive blow to my ego. And for a bit here, I've been trying to fight that to, I've been getting very upset and having lots of issues. And then I started reading this book and I'm like, you know what? I know 
in my soul that this is for the best. So even though I want that last paycheck and I wanted certain things to happen, I need to surrender to this fact that the universe has a better plan for me and my future and the things that I'm supposed to be doing. And I've decided, (laughs) which is kind of not totally how this works, but I've decided that uh, the thing to do now is to really focus on the goals that I have been ignoring and the things that I know I need to work on, like my mental health and my physical health that I've been slowly getting better at like aloe can attest, like I've been doing much better with my diet. I've been doing much better with my exercise, but now Mm -hmm. I actually have the time and space to really commit to making the changes. And even though that is terrifying because that might make making rent next month, super fucking hard. If I'm not out there trying to force myself to get another job, I'm surrendering to the fact that I'm not supposed to have that job right now. And something else will come up And everything that I'm reading and everything in my life is telling me these are the things I need to focus on. And even though that is fucking scary, we're doing it. I just ranted hardcore. (laughs) No, but it's, it's so great. It's so great, honestly, because it brings us back to where we were episode one too, you know, talking about like moving on and how to get through this time. And you're doing everything that we said, you know, like focus on yourself, read books, move your body. It feels like forever ago. I, I haven't re-listened because. For anybody wondering, the key phrase was mourn it like a death and move the and move fuck on. on. But you know what, Paige, you're doing that. And I did that. And then it circled back. I mean, so. Yes. I, Praise be unto me that it doesn't circle back, but that's fine. Um, no, I just meant like. Uh, Oh, I, you mean like I, Ted circling yeah, back? Yeah, no, it's never Yeah, yeah, we don't want him to circle back. No, I do want him to grow for his own life, but but not back to me. <laughs> not with you, correct, yes. Um, but basically, I was just going to say, like, you're actually implementing what we talked about, and it's helping, and, like, you're improving your life, and you've been doing these things, but you just were always there for him, and we're always putting him first, and you have to just put yourself first. Like, you have to be a whole person before you can give to anyone else, um, and yeah. it's scary sometimes what we put out into the universe because then it comes back and it really happens, you know? Like, on my vision board in January, I put a, that I wanted to buy a house. I wanted to, you know, keep podcasting. I wanted a wedding ring. I mean, it's only June, so we'll see. But I'm <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> Someday no. we'll record the video so you guys can see the weird faces and dance moves I make while we're recording. It'll be fun. I know. But no, so what was I going to say? So um, yeah, so be careful what you put out into the universe because this is also something, you know, we talk about a lot. The universe hears what you say to yourself. It hears what you mumble in the shower. It hears, you know, when you're doing a climbing class at Transform and you're like on the, the fucking Versa climber and you're like, I fucking hate my life. I want to die. It hears you say that. Don't say that, you know, and you have to just kind of be a little bit more positive and be careful what you asked for because it comes, um, you know, like uh, Natalia, our witchy friend who we keep saying we're going to have on the podcast, but she told me that I needed to do these manifestation spells or whatever you want to call them, uh, on new moon basics, rituals. rituals. Yeah. Yes. So basically what you do is you write down a day in your future, like it's already happened and you date it and you talk about all the details of the day. 
And I wish you guys could see my face. Sometimes this shit <laughs> freaks me out. Like I'm into it, but it's also like my eyes just went, whoa, that's like <laughs> intense. Like I had a hard enough time writing down. I did a manifestation thing with Erica the other day. We're like setting up a ceremony for next, next week or like the week after two weeks. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, uh, I had enough trouble just like even committing to what I want in a partner visually. Uh. <laughs> it was like, I can't even pick because what yeah. if I'm wrong? And she's like, because it's not, not important to you. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know. it's a little bit. Yeah. Little so bit. I've done that. I've done all these weird manifestation rituals. And I have to tell you guys, I talked to Erica. Sorry. Now we're way off topic, but kind of not really. It's the same thing. I like it. We're all, we're there. Yeah. Erica and I talked back in March and she said to me, I was going to be moving the first week of July. And I was like, no, no, I'm not Erica. Like I have a full year left on my lease. I have a lease. Yeah. I'm like, there's, there's no way this is happening anyway. So she told me I was going to be moving, buying a house. Well, she didn't say that. She said I was going to be moving, um, which would make sense because I feel like I even spoke to her before I even talked to Maddie, which. Oh yeah. We hadn't talked to Maddie yet. So Tyler's dad came through in the reading. I mean, um, very personal stuff. But I was like, what? And she also told me that he would be moving in with me shortly after I moved, wherever I moved. And then I was like, this was in March. And I was like, yeah, okay. You know, and then everything just started to evolve throughout April. And I started to do those manifestation rituals and write down, like, so I dated one like March 28th of 2022. And it was like, Tyler and I are in our new home. People are going to think I'm ridiculous, but I don't care. I'm going to tell you guys the story. I'm like, Tyler and I are in our new home. We're in the kitchen. We just had a great day. And then I said some other stuff that I probably shouldn't repeat, but um, it was just a really like descriptive day because that's when Natalia said, the more realistic you make it, the more it will happen. So I think that this goes hand in hand with, you know, manifesting what you want, which Paige and I always talk about and also surrendering to what is you know, and you can't control everything. And I think that sometimes the bad stuff that comes up in our lives actually has more of a pivotal change in the direction that we go than the good stuff. Well, yeah, because that's, I mean, it's easy to, you know, build an image of who you are when things are good. And yeah to build your life on the good moments. Defining your character happens when it's hard. As Ted would tell me, you guys, your character shows when you're in a hard spot, which is hysterical because he was insulting my character, which speaks for itself, so it's fine. Um, It's crazy. But I think that's so cool. And I'm excited for you guys. And the manifestation shit is real. So do that for yourself. Yeah. Um, Punch is like, you asked for this. Yeah. Well, actually, so in the spirit of like surrender to what the universe is telling you. Um, so the day I got like, honestly, you guys, it's so crazy because the day I got fired, I woke up that morning and my energy healer, Dina, um, light of mine, LLC. If you guys haven't gone to see her yet, you, we should have her on. Oh, she said she'd be on. Okay. Let's set that up. Um, Dina is like, 
hardcore, everyone should go. If you don't have a Dina, you need a Dina. And if you can see Dina herself, worth every fucking dollar in the world. But she texted me that morning. I woke up to a text from her saying that she had a cancellation. And I was like, "Mm, I'm actually doing pretty okay. Maybe I don't need this. And then I was like, you know what? I don't know when she'll have another one. So I took it. I was like, if I don't take it, something bad's going to happen to me today. Sure enough, two and a half hours later, fired. An hour later, I get to go see Dina. It was the biggest blessing ever. And I had confided in her that I had been considering moving to California. And she was like, I want you to ask your spirit guides for a sign in the next 24 hours that you should go to California. And I've done things like this before. And sometimes I forget to pay attention. So like, who knows if they came and I just didn't notice, but I was like, all right, you know what? Let's do it. New chapter, new me moving forward and all the things. And so I, I did in my session, I like put that an intention out there. And towards the end of the night, like thinking of the busy day I have the next day, cause I have to like deal with all this fallout from the work stuff. And so frustrating. I'm pulling up to Erica's house because she is literally my other saving grace woman. And, um, I parked on the, I was like literally thinking, Oh God, I'm not going to get a sign about California, which is going to mean that I'm going to end up like stuck here (laughs) as though Colorado is a horrible place to get stuck. It's not, it's beautiful here. It's not as gorgeous. Love my life and my friends here. But, um, I parked my car and sure enough, the license plate in front of me says California. And oh, I was shit. like, here's my sign. And I took a picture <laughs> and I sent it to Dina. And she's like, I'm grinning so hard. Oh. I keep asking the universe to send me another sign about California, but I think the universe is giving me the big middle finger. It was like, we already fucking did that. Get it together. <laughs> yeah, she does that too. The universe is a fucking bitch, you know? Like Gabby Bernstein. We should cover one of her books too. What else goes on? So he comes back from the fall, you know, just like we are right now, right? Everything's happening. Um, And then he comes back even stronger and doesn't he end up building like a retreat in California, like a center? You've got the events kind of twisted, but yes. It's been a while. I read it like two, maybe three years ago. It's mostly in Florida. Um, But he does do some work in Santa Fe. Um, And then I don't know about the California thing. Maybe, maybe I wasn't engaged. Maybe he did do something in California, but um, yeah, after his like nomadic experience of living freely in Mexico, just like barely making ends meet and just meditating wherever the fuck he ended up, which is terrifying to me but he had a great time he ends up buying a piece of land and then Mm. slowly over the years builds the land and builds homes and builds a temple where people come and do their meditations or whatever their practice is and they have morning and evening and weekend services and all of these things um and it ends up what's it called it has a name temple of the universe you You guys know that the universe is flowing through me because I just was like I don't fucking know and then it came out of my mouth it's happening surrendering hey 
There you go. <laughs> I love it. But uh, yes, yeah, so he builds a temple. Yep. So he builds a temple, and if you build it, they will come. They came. Yes, but actually, so he does the opposite of that. I think he does reference that line. So he's like, not if you build it, they will come. He's if they come, we'll build it. Oh, yes, 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 yes. He's like, you don't do things before the universe tells you to. You wait for the signs. So he was a yes person, but he would say no to things until there was a sign to do it. So for example, um, he had built himself a home like towards the beginning of this whole process. Oh, I remember It was this, very yeah. small and humble. And then someone was like, you deserve to like kind of upgrade essentially. And he was like, until the universe tells me that's a thing I need. I'm not doing it. And then two weeks later, the neighboring property, I decided to sell his house, called him up and was like, do you want to come see this? I'm a craftsman. And I've like designed this house to be like perfect. And Michael Singer goes to look at the house and Mm -hmm. he's like, maybe this is the sign from the universe. And I couldn't have designed it better myself. Like it was perfect for me. And so, so he just he, bought that property so he, too. <laughs> yep. So he bought that. And so it's just like kept buying up properties. <laughs> right. And he had a building company and he then does it, did a personalized software company that then grew into something. And then they built the biggest building they thought they'd ever need for that. And then it wasn't big enough and they had to do more buildings and like, um, but, but they always waited until the universe told them it was time. Hmm. So that's what I'm doing with my life right now, you guys. I am waiting until the universe tells me what I'm supposed to do next. And I might have gotten a sign this morning. I am going to put in one job application, but I'm not looking. The right thing will come or I will move the either one. Mm-hmm. And I still do hair. Yeah. So it's not like I'm not working. Yeah, you're fine. You're resilient. You got this. Yes. Are you kidding? Yes. You're fine. I, um, I love that you're going to wait. I think that's brilliant and wait for signs. It's kind of like, um, when I moved to Colorado, that whole thing, that whole situation, my regional manager from, for Delta was here this past week and we all went out to have drinks. Um, and we were going around the table and we were all saying like what our favorite memory was. And I know he was like half kidding, but he was like, my favorite memory was two years ago when I introduced Allison to present. And I was like an Allison Spore from the Northwest region. And that was four weeks before my boss, my new boss texted me and said, do you want to move to Colorado? And he kind of put it out there. Um, And it wasn't something kind of like what you said, Paige, like what's a sign, right? And it wasn't something I had really thought about much until he said it. And then in the next four weeks, I was thinking about it. Like, what if I were to start my life over somewhere else? Like, what if I took this leap? What if I moved across the country and it proved to to serve me well? And then the opportunity came and I surrendered. I had Michael Singer in the back of my head. And decided to at least entertain the idea. And then that led to me coming here to visit, falling in love, calling my psychic from the car crying, saying, what am I doing? Should I do this? And she responded with, "Uh, yeah, you end up buying a house. You have a family. You have kids. You love your job. 
She goes, you won't be at your job too long because your passions will come true. And I'm like, what passions? I don't have any side hustle. Here we are. And I just said, you know what? What's the worst that happens? I move back home. Yeah. Well, and I want to just mention too about like this thing about the book and surrendering. Like we should say that one of the big things he hammers home is that it's not always going to be stuff you want to do. <laughs> yeah. So Who like wants to do that? he wants to live in seclusion in the woods. And then this woman decides to come randomly be on his property and he wants to kick her off, but is like the universe is bringing her here. And even though the voice in my head is like, no, no, you can't pitch a tent on my property. And then she's, he literally leaves town and comes back and she's built a house or something like that I know. on his property without asking. And he like wants to be like, no, but that's what he's saying is the, the universe is doing it. So accept it and move forward. Even though the voice in his head is like, this is ridiculous. How could you do that? Blah, 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 blah. And he's like, his is quieter <laughs> than yours or mine would be because he's like much more disciplined, but um, yeah, he is. But that is what he means tr- too by surrender. Things are going to come your way and they're going to be uncomfortable and your inner voice is going to be like, no. And you do I'm kind it of doing anyway. it to myself right now. I think I'm more nervous to go move into Tyler's space with him than to move in with him in our new space. I think that's what I'm nervous about. And he would say that the thing you need to do is acknowledge why or figure out what part of yourself feels nervous in order to have growth. I'm nervous because I don't, I don't have like my own stuff there. So I can't just like go in the other room and like do something, you know, it's his space. So I'm just nervous about being useless in a sense. Does this make sense? It sounds to me actually more like you're nervous about not having freedom to do what you need to do. Well, not that I'm not going to have freedom. I'm just not going to have like my items there and I won't be able to fully have my own space. I think that's what it is. Like have my comforts. And I think that's the problem is that like life gets uncomfortable and you have to lean into that, but I'm not going to have my bed. I won't have my pillows. Maybe Aloe this and like, granted, I'm totally going against this book by speculating, but (laughs) maybe, maybe the universe is going to show you something way more difficult than what it will be when you actually live together in your home. So challenges that might've arisen from you moving in there first and not having lived with Tyler before and having other roommates and still having your own space and then getting shifted into a couple dynamic living in the same building. Maybe it's going to go extreme. You guys are going to live on top of each other. It's going to be not super great potentially, but then when you get all that space back and have all of your things, it, you'll always be able to have that reference of this is so much better than that. That's true. That's very true. You're welcome. <laughs> oh, it's going to be a tough couple of weeks. Everyone's probably like, what's going on? I've run into a little asbestos issue. I think I said that earlier. So that's what's going on. Anyway, we're getting through it, everyone. 
<laughs> exactly. We're getting through it and it's bringing us closer together. Um, it's a challenge, but hey, I'm the one that put a house on my vision board this year. So what else? Anything else we have to cover? Oh, we have to do a card, Paul. Should we do a tarot card? Your face, I'm dead. We're going to have to figure out a way to post this video. <laughs> yeah, we'll post it so they can see me doing like sit-ups on my bed while I'm listening to you talk. Even though I already <laughs> did Pilates today, I'm like over here like, whoop, work at the low abs. Yeah. Oh my God. Nice and slow. The slower you go. Yeah. I wish you were on the call with, um, our girl, the mega former. Maybe we'll do a 2.0 episode with her or something. So we are using the spell casting Oracle cards. Do you want to pull one for the people? Where's your sage? Where's your sage? Yeah, that's very tiny piece. What does the universe need, Punchy? So pick left, middle, or right. Okay, spirit guide. Okay, perfect. I talk to them frequently. Whenever I do anything, any Reiki, I talk to them. I've been asking them for help this past week. You've never ever walked alone. For each step you take is guided by a helpful and protective watcher who resides in the spirit world. Spirit guides come in many forms, including deceased loved ones, animals, and mystical beings who bring to, who bring to you many gifts and lessons and always have your best interests at heart. All you have to do is be willing to accept their presence and pay attention to their loving messages, which can come in many ways. You're being nudged to be meditative and to go into deep commune with your spiritual guardian at this time in order to harness spiritual connection and esoteric understanding. This was great. I needed this. This was exactly, yeah. Loving watchers guide the way, messages throughout the day, finding pennies, feathers fall, spirit signs to make their call. Stare at flame of candle white, shifted focus in new light. Shadows all around I see, glimpsing figures easily. Magic helper at my side, mirror reveals spirit guide. I love this. Okay. Yay. It was a good one. Well, I think that was a really good card. I think that it's totally in line with what we were talking about in this episode. And it's always good to connect with your spirit guides, but it's super on message of the book to go inwards and surrender to the messages that are being sent your way. Mm -hmm. It's really true. So you guys, it wouldn't be an episode of For the Love of Punch and Aloe if I didn't tell you to rate, review, subscribe, and share. Um, so do all of those things if you haven't yet or if you have in the past. Do it again. Help a sister out. Um, yeah, and as per usual, like we love you guys so much and appreciate you listening every week and sharing with your friends. And I mean, honestly, that's the best way to... Uh, help spread the word, you know, just tell someone about one episode, maybe just, you know, look at it as like a good deed for the day. <laughs> All right, you guys. Well, that brings us to the end of this episode. And if you have a book or a friend or a topic that you want us to talk about, definitely don't hesitate to reach out and let us know. But All right. Love you. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.